Welcome to Caregiver SOS On Air, presented by the WellMed Charitable Foundation with nationally known gerontologist Carol Zerniel and veteran broadcaster and attorney Ron Aaron. This program provides health, wellness, and other information for caregivers who are vital to the health and well-being of so many people across our country. Now, here are your hosts, Ron Aaron and Carol Zerniel. Welcome to Caregiver SOS On Air. I'm Ron Aaron. Our co-host, Carol Zerniel, is on special assignment today, so it will be just moi talking with our very special guest. Laura Wayman joins us. She is the author of The Dementia Whisperer, and we're going to be talking about how to deal with and how to transform and how to manage dementia care. Laura has over a decade of experience and a strong dedication to quality aging. The Dementia Whisperer is a dementia whisperer of her own, and she'll tell us what that means. She holds an associate's degree in gerontology and is a certified social services designee. Her innovative approach to the caregiving process has given her valuable insights into how caregivers can enhance and even enjoy their relationships with their loved ones or clients. And Laura, welcome to Caregiver SOS On Air. Great to talk with you. It's so nice to talk with you as well. And I'm going to correct you really quickly. I am Laura Wayman, The Dementia Whisperer, and I am the author of an internationally best-selling book called A Loving Approach to Dementia Care. That's the actual title of the book. And ah, sorry about that. That's quite all right. It's published by um, Johns Hopkins University Press. And um, I earned that special title of The Dementia Whisperer because I've helped thousands of caregivers relate to their loved ones, their clients, their residents, or their patients in a very different way. They've learned to speak dementia awareness, which is a very different perspective on what dementia is. Well, let's roll the clock back a bit and figure out what it was that attracted you to this field. What got you interested in working in the field of dementia and dementia care? Well, I have to share a story with you for you to understand how global this is and how it impacts that family caregiver, first of all. So I'm going to tell you real quick the story of Peggy. So many, many years ago, when Peggy was only 17, she was invited to go to her little town square dance. And she didn't usually like to go do social things like this, but her girlfriends talked her into this. And she stepped into that square dance hall that night, and there happened to be a guest square dance caller there, a young man by the name of Jack. And when Peggy took one look at Jack, she turned to her girlfriends and said, oh, my goodness, that man's so handsome. I'm going to marry that man. And she went up and introduced herself. Even though she was very shy, she was seen flirting, talking with Jack. So before the end of that square dance at night, Jack asked Peggy out on their first date. They began to date over the next year, fell madly in love. So when Peggy turned 18 that next year, Jack and Peggy eloped. Now they had a long, wonderful, magical life together. They had um, uh, on their journey of their marriage, they had five healthy children of their own. But Peggy so loved caring for children. She also helped to raise over 20 foster children. Um, successfully, and loved being a caregiver. She was a caregiver at heart. So she successfully raised all of these children. And then as um, it came closer and closer for Jack and Peggy to be empty nesters, they began to plan for their retirement dream lifestyle. They 
as soon as that last adult child left the home successfully in search of their own life, Jack and Peggy sold their house, bought an RV, and began to travel all over. Now, unfortunately, they, in their retirement, they were a little bit older, so they enjoyed that retirement lifestyle for a few years, but then their health began to fail, especially Jack's. And so Peggy began to struggle caring for him on the road because he not only had macular degeneration, he began to show signs and symptoms of dementia. Now, for those who don't know, macular, macular degeneration, you lose your eyesight. Right. And so they were on the road driving. So Peggy had to take over all the driving, but that wasn't her biggest concern. Her biggest concern was these dementia symptoms that she was, as he he began to decline in his dementia and his cognitive impairment. She began to struggle caring for him on the road and trying to drive and all of that. So they changed their lifestyle. She stepped back into the role of being a full-time caregiver, this time for her beloved, Jack. So she took Jack to their family physician and they got the devastating diagnosis that he indeed had a progressive cause of dementia symptoms. He had Alzheimer's disease. Peggy knew enough about this. She knew it was going to get worse. So she set up their new little home, their stationary little house in a little town next to some friends of theirs so that she could be an appropriate dementia caregiver. And she, of course, stepped into this role with all of her heart. She was doing the very best she could, but Jack continued to decline, continued to have dementia challenges. So she decided she needed to reach out for some help. So the only help that she could think of to get, because all of her family's long distance now, no, nobody in the family could come and help her physically. She decides, well, I'm going to ask for some emotional support. So she begins to call them on the phone, her family, to ask for this help. And she tells them what it's like. She's sharing what her day is like. Jack has begun to wander. She can't take her eyes off of him for a minute. She even has to call the police on several times, several occasions because he wanders out the door and down the road and they have to go find him and bring him back. He's not sleeping at night. So of course, Peggy isn't sleeping at night. He's up and down. So she has to be with him. And sometimes he doesn't even process that she is his beloved wife and gets very frightened and defensive when she enters the room, believing she's a stranger in their own house. This is also such a challenge. So painful for her. But now hold that thought. I'm going to come right back to you. Hang on. Okay. Hang on. I'm going to pick the story up uh, from exactly where you left it. But I want to let folks know who may have just joined us. You're listening to Caregiver SOS on air. I'm Ron Aaron. Carol Zerniel, our co-host, is on special assignment today. We're talking with Laura Wayman about dementia, ways to be an effective caregiver for those who may have dementia, things to do, things perhaps not to do. And we've got the story of Peggy and Jack lovers for many years, married, and then, of course, it all starts to go downhill. Jack begins to wander. Jack gets violent on occasion, or at least threatens violence, and that's where you stopped. Right, and Peggy is so concerned because there's no medical help nearby in this little town. There's no assisted living or anyone that's really trained to help her. It's mostly just retired retirees just like her so she can't really get help so she begins to reach out for emotional support to her family who's all long distance like I said and she begins to tell them all about this and they say why don't you get some help and she says there isn't any here 
there isn't any kind of dementia aware help. No one really understands this. And so I'm just going to have to persevere. And the family offers to come help. Well, we'll leave our education, our careers. If we have a new family, we'll come help. And she would always stop them. No, 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 I can do this. I'm not going to interfere with your life. Of course, you, you all thank you, but I can do this. I'm a caregiver at heart. I can do this. Then one night after these conversations, Ron had become more and more often and the family was concerned. One night, Jack and Peggy were home alone. Peggy had made Jack a wonderful dinner like she always did. But as she sat down to have dinner with Jack, she suffered a massive heart attack. Now, his dementia was so far advanced, he did not recognize that it was an emergency. In his confusion, he eventually wandered outside and said something very disorienting to a passing neighbor that Peggy was tired. She was sleeping on the floor. So by the time help arrived, Ron, it was too late. Peggy was gone. Peggy was my mother. That's how I realized the hard way that our society is not dementia where we do not provide the kind of support and help. Now, this was many years ago. But I am here to report that we need to become aware and learn techniques so that we can help support these family caregivers. Did you know that 68% of the time, if that caregiver does not access help, especially if it's a same age spouse, 68% of the time that caregiver goes first, just like my mother. Yeah, they, they predecease the care recipient. But, exactly. but tell us, Laura, what happened to Jack, your dad? Well, we were not dementia aware as a family yet either. And so we made some horrible decisions about his care. We did not recognize that he had such advanced loss and brain function loss and dementia symptoms. So when we took over his care, my mom, Peggy, of course, had done such a great job and spent so many hours that it actually killed her um, taking care of him and really thinking for him and and caring for him 24 hours a day, we stepped in and and made some crazy decisions like, okay, well, there's so many of us kids in this family, we'll just take turns and we'll keep him for a couple months. And then someone else will keep him for a couple months. And that was exactly the wrong thing to do, because we did not speak dementia awareness, we did not understand that you needed a familiar routine, and that new things were difficult for him to understand. Um, And so We failed miserably until we figured all of this out, finally got him pretty much settled. It took about four years. And then he had other health challenges. And we were lucky enough to find some helpful support, some hospice companies that could help us. He he had um, eventually ended up in a skilled nursing community, but it um, You know, they had they gave me the opportunity to learn and train with them Um, much of much of what everything that I've learned about how to communicate with someone with dementia, how to change our care approach. I learned hands on starting with my dad and making mistakes. So that's exactly what happened. And that's why the family started to say, oh, my gosh, you're the dementia whisperer. You can't stop, fix or change the loss that that our dad is experiencing or anyone who has dementia symptoms, but you can teach those around them to better manage it, to give them a quality of life. Because basically the easiest way for me to explain this is when you have dementia symptoms, you have a broken thinker 
and your thinker cannot process the amount of data that we process with a healthy brain every millisecond. So what we have to do is, as dementia-aware caregivers is learn to think for them. It's kinder. It keeps them from being in a constant state of anxiety or um, fear, and it puts them more often into feelings of safety and security and feeling loved and valued, which is exactly what we need to do. Hold that thought. We're going to come right back to you. She's Laura Wayman, the dementia whisperer. We're talking about how to communicate with, how to provide better care, how to understand what's involved in helping someone with dementia. I'm Ron Aaron. Carol Zerniel, our co-host on special assignment today. So I am I have the pleasure and, and privilege of talking with Laura Wayman all by myself. You're listening to Caregiver SOS on air. The WellMed Charitable Foundation would like to remind you it is important to stay connected while social distancing. Caregiver stress may be higher now, and specialists are available to talk with. There's no question that we are living in not normal times, but whether the new normal will be the old normal is yet to be seen. So if you are troubled, if you are feeling stressed, ask for help. Services are provided at no cost. See more at caregiversos.org. Hello. We're so delighted that you are sticking with us right here on Caregiver SOS On Air. I'm Ron Aaron. Carol Zerniel, our co-host on special assignment today. I have the pleasure of talking with Laura Wayman, the dementia whisperer, and we'll tell you more about her book and how to get a hold of it. She spent a lot of years in the aftermath of her mom and dad's challenges with dementia. And if you just joined us, you missed a great story at the beginning. Go back and get it when the podcast is posted because you're going to want to hear that story. So, Laura, really, almost by default, you get immersed in dementia. You didn't run away from it. You didn't say, hey, ah, it's not for me. What was the attraction? Well, I don't know that you get the option. I think most of the time, most caregivers, at least probably 99% of the time, they get immersed because they don't voluntarily say, gee, I want to be a dementia caregiver. And so what happens is their loved one, um, usually that's what happens is a loved one. And there are thousands and thousands of caregivers out there. Their loved one begins to show dementia symptoms. And this does not come on quickly, Ron. Generally speaking, you probably, if you have, um, when you start to show dementia symptoms enough that people really start to notice, you've probably had the cause, whatever's causing you to have this brain function loss you've probably had it in your brain for at least 10 years because it is slow loss. And we often as humans cover that as long as we can, um, not realizing how serious it is. And so yeah, my dad, uh, my dad had dementia and, and uh, he and my mom were married 65 years, had an incredible loving relationship, but dementia took him in a different direction, unfortunately, but she stayed with him. Uh, and like your mom, I was an incredibly devoted caregiver uh, to the point where uh, when he began to show more and more symptoms, more and more issues, uh, she had an option of 
having him go into a memory care facility, but she wouldn't do it. She said, no, I took seriously in sickness and in health when we married, and I'm going to continue uh, providing the kind of care that, uh, that I can. And as you point out, Laura, literally thousands of people across this country are facing a similar challenge. How can we help them, and this is what you do, learn to deal with and communicate more effectively uh, and provide the kind of care uh, that lessens tension and stress? How do you do that? What do you teach folks? Well, I teach them to be dementia aware. And I'm going to make you a little bit more dementia aware, Ron, because I'm going to tell you what that word dementia means. We often misuse that word because when you say that your dad had dementia, that's not a complete sentence, actually. The word dementia is not a diagnosis, it's not an illness, and it's not a disease. The word dementia is a list of symptoms. So if I tell you that, you have to recognize that if you have a symptom, for example, the symptom of pain, you've probably experienced the symptom of pain. You recognize that the symptom of pain is telling you, it's your body telling you that something's wrong. Something's not working correctly. You have an injury, but something has to cause you to have a symptom. Like you don't just have pain. Pain is not a standalone diagnosis. You wouldn't go to the doctor and say, I have pain in my shoulder. And he'd say, yes, you have pain. He'd say, let's work to find out what's causing the pain. So what you what to, in order to complete that sentence, you have to say, my dad experienced dementia symptoms. And then perhaps you have a diagnosis from the doctor of one of the over 100 causes. Perhaps it's the leading cause, which is Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's is the disease that causes the brain function loss. And our bodies show us that with these dementia symptoms. Those dementia symptoms are saying, hey, I'm losing this brain function and so I'm going to show you that with this symptom. So, so let's get to where the, uh, I was going to say, let's get to where the rubber hits the road before we run out of time. Okay. How can folks manage as a caregiver caring for someone uh, with uh, dementia and the symptoms of dementia? Uh, okay. What are the things that you would recommend they consider and, and try to implement? So the biggest dementia symptom we're going to see is loss of ability to process and understand the world around them. It's not memory loss. It's about their ability to process all this data. So what caregivers make the mistake is trying to give that person too much data to process. Instead, we must think for them. So we no longer ask them questions because if you ask someone a question, they have to process an answer. So instead, we think for them. Instead of me saying to you, Ron, are you hungry? I would say, Ron, come have dinner with me. I love it when we have dinner together. So it's all about joining them, joining them on their journey, helping by thinking for them. And that way you make that connection and keep them out of that serious anxiety and defensiveness that they will get. Now, it's it's that's kind of a simplified version. Of course, it does take practice, but that's where my book comes in. We must understand dementia. We must understand the symptoms, how it makes that person feel, how we can join them, how we can help them feel like they are accomplishing being a human. And in a situation like that, and I like that tip, let's come have dinner rather than are you hungry? Because there's no way they're going to really be able to answer that. Another issue that 
becomes very stressful in many families is the uh, uh, care recipient at a time when you know they really need to take a shower. They don't want to do that. Don't want to get in the shower. And, and I hear this. I've done enough interviews with uh, caregivers who will, who will almost universally say, that's a real hot spot in our family. So mm-hmm. how do we get them in the shower? What do we do, Laura? Well, we have to understand that they believe they're still taking care of themselves. So we can't tell them they need help. So we have to come alongside them. We can't ask them if they want the help. We have to have strategies. And I have many in my book, actual strategies that work for professionals, for family caregivers. But once again, Ron, I'm going to circle back. We have to understand why they're behaving that way. What is the underlying feelings and emotions that are causing them to resist your care? So that takes a a kind of a, a long story. Um, so I would really like to invite um, anyone who's listening to number one, read my book. I'm available for personal consultations so that I can help um, really develop a strategy. We have to understand everybody's different in their dementia. And so we have to customize our strategies with these golden threads of um, of thoughts and ideas and care approaches that we can learn from each other. And to talk with you as a consultant, uh, is there a cost involved? Yes, I, I'm very reasonable. I can do, I do them all over the country. It's 90 minutes for $150. Um, and so and, um, I can, I can spend, really get you dementia aware and help you develop a care plan. Most of my clients come back for a second or third time, but um, sometimes it's just that initial consultation reading my book, and then you you kind of get on this different perspective and pathway that works for you. Um, I'm also a very available um, on my website. I have many trainings that um, for, especially for professional caregivers, first responders that are available at a, a very affordable cost. So um, I have all of these resources for you. My book is is um, around $20 on Amazon, um, and and it has specifics on these different kinds of challenges. So I I am here. Uh, You are not alone. Please reach out to me. I can find a way to help you. So the book is A Loving Approach to Dementia Care. Yep. Let's see if I can show you. Yeah, that's good. Now, before (laughs) before we run out of time and let you go, I want to squeeze one real tip from you. And that is, how do you deal uh, with the uh, uh, situation in which many folks who are early on into uh, dementia symptoms repeatedly ask the same question over and over and over again to the point where many caregivers will say, it's driving me crazy. How do you deal with that? You stop answering the question and answer the feelings because the feelings and emotions remain, but they can't process your words, facts, or figures. So if mom says, where's dad? Instead of saying, well, you know, dad died 10 years ago, which is upsetting in itself. Instead, you say, oh, you love dad. You know, dad, I love to talk about dad. He just loves you so much. Talk to the feelings. Instead of answering the question, you're going to answer the feelings. That so redirect. Amazing. Try to redirect. 
you redirect by joining their feelings. No I think that'll probably work. It works amazing. It's like magic. When your mom died, how old was she? She was 78. So she lived a fairly decent life. She did. And she, um, both my mom and dad had a wonderful, wonderful marriage lifestyle. They just really um, were shining examples of retirees, really. Uh, it, It is just so amazing to me that that snuck up on us as a as a family, but she didn't ask for help because she believed she could do it by herself. Well, many, many caregivers don't ask for help. Right. And I know that's probably one of the things you try to help them with, uh, which is it's not a sign that you're failing to ask for help, not a sign that you can't do it when you get help. It just makes the situation better. Yep. You, you have to build your dementia aware village. You have to, you can't do it by yourself. Got to stop you right there. Now, for folks who are interested in a loving approach to dementia care, you said it's available on Amazon. Can you buy it through your website, too? Yes, absolutely. And all major um, booksellers have the book. So, What's your website? It's laurawayman.com. And it's Wayman singular, W-A-Y-M-A-N.com. Laura, thank you. You were a delight to talk to, and I appreciate you sharing your expertise with us. I am Take so care. honored. I'm so honored. Thank you, Ron. Okay. Bye-bye. Well, thank you all for joining us on Caregiver SOS On Air. Carol Zerniel, our co-host on special assignment today. But on behalf of Carol, I wish you all a fabulous day for Caregiver SOS On Air. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Caregiver SOS On Air, an exclusive presentation of the WellMed Charitable Foundation. We welcome emails with suggestions and comments on this program at radio at wellmed.net. Join co-hosts Carol Zerniel and Ron Aaron next week for more on caregiving, improving the health and well-being of caregivers and their care recipients everywhere. For more on caregiving and podcasts of our programs, visit caregiversos.org.